I feel just as committed as anyone on our product team to bring beautiful product to market because when we sell more, we can give more. And I think the product team feels just as obligated to do that and just as excited about it because they know the same outcome, right? Their efforts in making beautiful product is going to yield more impact in the world. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. We've been hearing so much about the role of purpose and values in retail and the convergence of commerce and purpose for brands. And we have someone who has helped bring this trend to the forefront. Amy Smith, Chief Strategy and Impact Officer for Tom's. That's right, that Tom's. The pioneers of the one-for-one model, right? We all know the brand. We've all possibly covered them, studied them, and even tapped into their model for our own business strategies and business purposes. Like many brands, Tom's has gone through a bit of an evolution. So today, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the heritage of Tom's, why there was an evolution, why it was necessary, and what consumers told Amy and her team as far as what they were looking for from the brand, what they needed or wanted to contribute to in terms of purpose and mission. It is truly a fascinating conversation because you get a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. You see this brand that has become so well-known and lauded for their work, and you get to see a little bit about the process. So even if you maybe aren't prioritizing charitable giving or purpose-driven retail just yet, If not, what are you waiting for? But that's another conversation. Even so, this is just a fascinating chat with someone who has helped bring the company to a level of purpose-driven business and overall impact. So listen in. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Amy, thanks so much for being on the show. It is so great to have you. No, it's my pleasure to be here. So you have been with Tom's for, I think, more than six years now, first as the company's chief giving officer, and now as chief strategy and impact officer. How has your role and own personal impact in the organization evolved over this time? Yeah, I have been with Tom's for a little over six years, and it's been an incredible journey being part of this really innovative and interesting company. So I came in to run our giving, which at the time was mostly shoe giving. And I learned all about our supply chain and how we give shoes and the types of shoes we give and all of that work to now where I've evolved this role into something that I think is really special and really important in that the strategy and our impact really live hand in glove as an organization. And so we recognize that having someone think about the overall strategy company-wide that is directly tied to our impact is a really smart way for Tom's to think about how we're going to move forward with our work. And so that role sort of evolved out of kind of out of our collective learning as an executive team and really thought about not only do I have some strategy skills from past lives, 
I also felt like that intersection was so critical to the success of the business. Everything from product development to how we're thinking about our financials and really having that bird's eye view of everything happening across the company through the lens of, of course, corporate strategy, but also bringing that impact lens to the conversation. So that's been the evolution. I've also more recently evolved even further to kind of take on all things brand. So that also includes our toms.com work and it includes our toms.com website and it includes our marketing efforts. Again, how are we telling the story of impact in a really meaningful way to the consumer? How are we engaging them in this work and how are we showing them really beautiful products that they can get really excited about? No, that's great. And and I know the daily life of a retail exec is anything but ordinary or consistent, just given the fast-changing nature of the industry, let alone individual businesses. But what are your core focus areas and objectives in your day-to-day? Yeah, every day is different. You are absolutely right about how inconsistent it is. I personally love that. So my rule really is about bringing people together to collaborate and come up with the best solution for something, whether that be how do we bring a story to life through our product and our impact, or whether that be how do we make the financials work for this quarter with our impact goals and with our sales goals. So it's a variety of different things. My main focus is around that overall strategy and really looking at how do we make sure that we're all sharing a goal of profit and purpose? And how do we bring that to life? And how do we make sure everyone in the company feels ownership around that? As well, of of course, making sure that we are doing the most responsible impact in giving that we can. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but that's we take that very seriously. And so ensuring that we're working with the best partners in the best sorts of ways with the best support from our impact team is something that I spend a good bit of my time on. And then all those intersection points, right? How do we bring the story to life? What does a product collaboration with an impact perspective look like? How are we thinking about the product line for the next year so that we tell really beautiful stories about our product as well? It's a potpourri of things that I absolutely love. I love working this way. I've always said, I love going into work and being 90% excited and a little bit 10% terrified. I'm not going to get everything done that day. That's a good day for me. Yeah, no, that's great. And it seems like it, it's stretching all of the right creative muscles, which I feel like in order to be truly productive and passionate about your work, there does need to be a bit of that tension, right? Like it's stuff you're good at and you enjoy doing, but there is also that little bit of challenge or in some cases, uncertainty that kind of lights a fire under you, so to speak. And we definitely are going to get into the strategy and the vision for Tom's because, you know, I'll be honest, I think when most people think about cause-related retail, charitable giving, I feel like Tom's is one of the first brands, if not the first brand, a lot of folks think about just because you've really just charted a mission, charted a brand's purpose that is so connected to contribution and and making a positive impact on society, which obviously a lot of folks are thinking about and making moves on now. But how has Tom's approach to supporting social and even environmental causes evolved since those early days of that one-for-one giving model? Yeah. Yes, we've come a long way and made some really big changes as of late. So thank you for the kind words. We do feel very proud to be the pioneer of the one-for-one model and really of, of 
profit and purpose and how those can sit together. And we are so excited that so many other brands have taken this on and made it their own and taught us along the way. So it's something that I'm just thrilled that the world is thinking about how profit and purpose live side by side and how we do that really effectively. So we are incredibly proud of the impact we've been able to have. We've impacted 100 million lives through our shoe site and water giving in a one-for-one model, as you outlined. And one thing that has evolved is how we go about that work and that impact. One thing that hasn't changed is our mission. And Tom's is in business to improve lives. And that's part of our DNA. That has been who this company has been from day one and makes it so that we can sort of lead and innovate and think differently about what does it mean to be part of the corporate ecosystem and have social responsibility, right? And so in April of last year, we marked our 15th anniversary. And as part of that, as you can imagine, a really reflective moment for the company, but we're also in such turmoil as as a world, really, I was going to say as a nation, but as a world with everything that was happening from the pandemic to social unrest to all sorts of everything in between, right? And so it was a really reflective moment for us as a globe and us as a company. And we decided that this was the right moment to announce and share with the world a new impact strategy that we've been thinking about for a while. And so we spent about a year really doing research and evaluating and thinking about how do we want to give going forward? And do we want to continue to one for one? And do we want to continue to give shoe sight and water? And I really wanted to drive this question of, are we having the greatest impact possible with the unprecedented giving that we do? And if that question can't be answered confidently, yes, I do believe it's time to rethink your model. And we were at that crossroads for sure. So after lots of diligent research and evaluation and really kind of some soul searching across the board as a company, we decided that it was time to move away from one for one that had been adopted from so many others. And again, so proud of that and change our commitment to giving at least one third of our profits and giving one third of those profits to grassroots good that were people and communities working to create more equity in the world. So that's pretty high level, right? And so that made sense to us, but we weren't sure it was going to make sense to the consumer. So we've really honed that focus and looked at that equity that we want to create in the world with that one third of those profits, with these more grassroots local-based community organizations to really focus on mental health. So when you buy Tom's, you you help fund access to mental health resources for the millions of people who need them. So we do that by giving one third of our profits. We do that by supporting grassroots organizations focused on mental health. And we do that through really bringing together the best of what those nonprofits that are working in this space have to give with the resources we can contribute to their efforts. So it's a really big change for Tom's. We're so excited about it. It's had its ups and downs. It's been really, really good and something that we think we can build on for many years to come. No, that's great, Amy. And and obviously, we've been hearing a lot about how consumers are wanting to do business with brands that they believe align with their core values and their priorities. I always find this data point interesting because 
it can be so contingent upon multiple factors, right? Like where the consumer is in their lives, you know, what their priorities are in that moment, or just their own specific preferences and what they deem important or critical to their purpose as individuals. So I have to ask, I mean, what have you learned about the Tom's consumer as you've gone through this process of pivoting your strategy and going to market with this new vision for the brand? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, more than ever, just generally, we've learned that consumers are really kind of putting their money where their mouth is, right? They're incredibly savvy. They want to buy from brands that care. They want to buy from brands that align with their values, like you mentioned. And they're going to do the research to ensure that that's true for them. And so it's incredibly important for us to be authentic and credible and transparent with what we're doing and what we're learning and what worked and what didn't. And so we do things like publish an annual impact report that outlines everything we were aspiring to for the year and outline what worked and what didn't and what we're changing and what we've learned. And so it's a very different way of doing business from years ago. And I think it's really the expectation of the consumer. So we're doing a lot to be really transparent with them and really be in community with them, paying attention to what they care about. We know that mental health is top of mind for our consumer. And it was an area where we really could plug in and really make a meaningful difference. We thought this, we know that one in five Americans face a mental health issue annually. And we know that nearly half of them want to access a resource or get support and don't know where to start. And so that's the, we talk about mental health more broadly, but when we're actually making our investments, it's in those specific areas to help people access a resource early in their journey of mental health. And so that's really directly driven from what our consumers care about most, what's the data telling us, where we think we can plug in in a meaningful way. And that's all important. It kind of, I know you've talked about this before on other shows, but it is heartbreaking to talk about purpose washing and that that's a real thing now and that it's happening. And so we're trying to be really careful with how we show up. We're a learning organization. We, we do not have all the answers, but we try to partner around doing our best work. And we think the consumer responds to that. Yeah. And I think just the general emphasis on, on mental health, especially with you know the pandemic, and I know Gen Z overall is so centered around mental health kind of being the cornerstone of self-care and wellness and kind of changing the narrative around mental health and how we talk about it and how we address it as a broader society. So definitely some strong alignment there with some of the priorities that I'm seeing in the marketplace for sure. And in order to kind of minimize or keep that purpose washing in check, I'm sure there has to be a lot of alignment within the organization, right? Like what the intentions are, what the objectives are, and, and who's who's basically going to help implement what, right? So can you kind of go into that process a little bit, whether it be for Wear Good or, or any other initiatives that your team is working on? Like who is involved in the execution process? Like how do you align and collaborate to ensure that these ideas are brought to life in the most intentional way possible? Yeah. Well, I'm really lucky to have a team of experts that are on staff at Tom's that really know impact inside and out. They've come from organizational development. They've come from international development. They've come from 
nonprofit management. And so they are experts on our team to really ensure that we are working really closely with partners in a way that is credible, authentic, right? All the things we've talked about, but also is really making sure that the dollars we're giving are making the greatest impact possible. We take that consumer engagement with Tom's, her decision to purchase from Tom's really seriously and make sure that we're putting forward a best situation for that impact, right? So we're looking at these partners, we're working closely with them, we're developing relationships with them so that we can have the greatest impact possible. We make sure that credibility is heard not only with our customers, but also with our employee base. And so when you talk about how do we go about making these decisions about who we work with and what we do, it really does boil down to a pretty thoughtful process led by our impact team to ask a lot of questions, to make sure we have deep and authentic relationships with these partners, to make sure that we're using past work and past successes as an organization and as an organization that gives money away to inform where we go from here based on what we've learned, thinking about where we can add the most value, right? That we know so much is happening in the mental health space, as you've mentioned, Gen Z and how important it is to them and really millennials as well. So those are all kind of the foundational components that allow us to sit together and say, okay, we want to have the greatest impact possible, but we also want to sell shoes and we have other goals and objectives as a company. How do we sit down and bring all that together? And that kind of comes back to the top of that conversation we had about this strategy and impact intersection of a role so that we're thinking about all the pieces and how they fit together. And so it it is a very, it's a highly collaborative process inside at Tom's. We spend a lot of time sitting together, working together. If doing profit and purpose was easy, everyone would be doing it at this level. It does bump into each other every once in a while, the things we're trying to accomplish. And so it takes all of us to get to the table, to remember what our mission is, to bring that to life within the construct of the business environment and make the very most of it. So every situation is unique. Every situation is different. I wish there was like one model I could tell you, this is what we do. But I can share that those foundational elements being in place and really being clear about what is authentic to us, which I think is so important for every company to think about, addresses the purpose washing, addresses the how, to, which decision do we make? Which partner do we go with? Which dollars do we give? It really gives you that foundation to do it effectively. Yeah, that's great. So you brought up your employees and how they kind of play a role in developing the focus and establishing priorities, which I think is really critical to zero in on because I feel like a lot of people just focus on their customers. I mean, rightfully so, they are very important in decision-making, but I think we lose sight of how crucial the employees are in bringing purpose to life and ensuring that there is consistency across the organization and that everybody's kind of rallying around the central mission, right? So can you expand upon how employees are included in the process or considered, like, is it just like they're part of the researching process or is it full circle where like after things are executed upon, you kind of have internal discussions to gauge impact or effectiveness? Yeah. We're really clear that our employees are our best ambassadors. There's a whole group of people that have made the incredibly important choice about their career to come work at Tom's. And they've done that because everyone, no matter your department, has chosen to work at Tom's because they want to 
do something more, right? They want to be part of something bigger. And so there's a lot of ways that we try to engage our employee base with our impact. The first is on Giving Tuesday, which is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, our entire company 100% shuts down and we go out into community and give back and volunteer together, mostly at our at our impact partners. So that's a double opportunity, not only to give back to that partner, but also to learn more about their programming. We bring in some of our, our impact partners. We call them Tom's Talks and we'll do 30 minutes over lunch and they'll talk more about their programming and, and how Tom's dollars are going to work for what they're trying to accomplish. So really well-attended opportunities for people to feel closer to our impact and understand it. And then we do some a little less traditional things, right? We have an anti-racist day of learning at Tom's each year that we launched about two years ago. And it's an opportunity during business hours for employees to spend a full day learning more about diversity, inclusion, equity, and anti-racism. We bring in experts in the field. We bring in some of our impact partners. We talk about the impact of racism in marginalized communities and what that means for the work of our partners. And so that's something we've brought to life and something our employees really enjoy doing. Again, that spirit of being a learning organization. And then the last big thing, we do lots of other little things, but the last big thing is really, we used to do giving trips right before the pandemic, and we'd been doing them for many years, which is the opportunity for our employees to go out for several days and really kind of immerse themselves in the work of our impact partners or in the work of the issue area we're focused on. And that's an opportunity for them to get to really be part of Tom's impact. And so we're hoping to start those up again now that it's a little safer to be out in community post-pandemic and really provide opportunities for our employees to be overnight with a partner, see two or three partners over four or five days. So those are really special opportunities. And a lot of employees have come back and said, that was a life-changing experience. It's something I, I never would have done on my own. So we try to do that in a lot of different ways and really do believe that our employees are our best ambassadors. Well, that's great, Amy. And you mentioned a little bit earlier that Tom's does impact reports and kind of uses that as an opportunity to level set and and provide a level of transparency and communication around the work that the brand is doing, the impact and the results. Can you expand like what results looks like, you know, in context of things like purpose and giving and even just the work that you just shared just then, like all of this work that you're doing inside the organization to fulfill and meet your purpose as a brand. Like it's not metrics, right? Or just metrics. Like there are a few other things at play here. Like I guess I'm trying to understand like how do you kind of quantify or explain to the outside world that, okay, we're doing these things, we're making these investments and yes, they're making an impact in these ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, metrics and measurement is always tricky. I've been in some purpose role for coming up on 10 years now. I did a little bit of time with a nonprofit organization and it seems to be the talk of every conference I go to, whether it's now or then. And it's tricky because it's complicated, right? And that makes it hard for people to process or even have the time or capacity to process it. It's also expensive to do. So there's all those barriers, but we felt like it's really important to have a sense of scale of what you're trying to do, right? So we've stayed with the lives impacted metric overall. 
right? So I shared that we were able to impact 100 million lives through our shoe site and water giving. We're continuing to do that through our one third of profits giving. So that lives impacted number is something that we really focus on from a impact standpoint with our partners, talking to them on a regular basis, ensuring that we're supporting them. And we use a trust-based philanthropy model. And very quickly, what that means is we believe that these nonprofit partners are the experts. So we are going to lean into supporting what they need most, not necessarily what we're coming to them saying, we'd like you to do X, Y, and Z for us. We go and ask the question, what do you need and how can we support you? And that yields really meaningful metrics, but it also yields to your point, like what else? It yields really beautiful stories, right? The types of things that resonate for your consumer that say, oh, I get that, or oh, I understand that situation, or oh, that really resonates for me. And so we can tell those stories as kind of the next step in really bringing to life a lives impacted number. And that's something that we're really committed to. And as we build deeper relationships with these really grassroots organizations, we're able to do that more and more. Of course, we have the basic business metrics, right? If we sell more, we can give more. That's how the Tom's model works. And so we don't shy away from that. Of course, in the social media space, clicks, likes, impact, or in engagement, all of that, we measure all those things and, and try to do better. But in that really telling the story of impact and having a singular number that people can latch on to, that's how we approach it. Oh, that's great. It just goes to show how many layers there are to this process and, and how many things that you can bring into the conversation to illustrate the influence and value of, of all of this work, because it isn't just, you know, a one road thing or one specific program or initiative. It, it really does have a lot of hubs and spokes. Speaking of which, we are recording this conversation on October 10th, which is World Mental Health Day. So how is Tom's getting involved this year? And is it maybe setting the stage for any future initiatives or campaigns that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, it is really special that we're recording today. As you mentioned, it is World Mental Health Day. And so we were playing a little bit on the October 10th, so 10-10, and we are giving $10,000 grants to 10 different mental health-focused organizations around the world. And the goal is, again, to help fund access to the resources that people need most to take the first step in bettering their mental health, right? So that's the process that we're using to give these $10,000 grants to these grassroots organizations on this day to further advance their mental health work while helping our consumers and our larger community understand that we're here for them taking those first steps in bettering their mental health. And you mentioned a little bit earlier about our Wear Good campaign, and that's really the underpinning of everything that we're doing. To be totally honest, and I always like to tell, I always like to talk about the hard parts because I think it's more authentic. It's It makes it more resonant for folks because all of these projects are hard, right? And so one for one is really easy to understand. One third of profits for grassroots good is harder, right? It's I got to do some math. I'm not sure I know what a grassroots good organization is. And so we really, we started out where good as a, as kind of a basic campaign that we were going to use for mental health awareness month, which is also in May and really discovered that this could be the replacement for one for one. And so where good is now kind of that two word dynamic way for us to help the consumer know when they choose Tom's 
they're wearing good, we're good. Being part of this community means uh, means something. So you can plan to see a lot more of that from us going forward. We're really excited about it. We, of course, also have on the horizon launching beautiful new product with a mental health story and, of course, continuing to provide as many mental health resources as we can in partnership with our community of supporters. So it all of this is still, even though it's been a year or so, it still feels pretty new. And we feel like we've got a lot of exciting work in front of us. That's great. I'm so glad you brought up product because obviously given your role, I wanted to focus our conversation around, you know, charitable giving and purpose and how does that come to life? But obviously Tom sells products and, you know, a lot of retailers are trying to find that right balance or marriage of purpose and product. So do you have any insights as far as like how you go about balancing priorities, investments, focus areas to ensure that like you're staying true to the purpose side, but also, you know, giving consumers the great products and great experiences that they expect, because I feel like there is some melding of the two in the the eyes of the consumer. But at the end of the day, a good product is a good product, right? So how do you kind of find that balance? Absolutely. It is so critical. I always say, even before taking on some of this marketing role and taking on some of this strategy role, you can have purpose all day long. If you have a product that consumer doesn't want, they're probably not going to buy it just because of your purpose, right? In most cases, there's a handful of exceptions out there probably. And so I feel just as committed as anyone on our product team to bring beautiful product to market because when we sell more, we can give more. And I think the product team feels just as obligated to do that and just as excited about it because they know the same outcome, right? Their efforts in making beautiful product is going to yield more impact in the world. And that's what's so great about this model is it's really integrated into the overall business. And so that's something that we all take pride in and we do. We have some gorgeous products coming out. We've been working on our Regatta, which is kind of our core classic product and really bringing that to life in a variety of different modern ways. So I'll just take the two seconds to plug, come check out toms.com and see all the beautiful, great stuff we have going on. There's a lot of new things happening and we're really proud of, we're as proud of our product as we are of our impact. We really are. Awesome, Amy. Well, this this has been fascinating. I always love getting that little glimpse of of the inner workings of brands and, you know, sometimes the tough conversations that need to be had in order to assess where the brand is, you know, what their purpose is, how they show up in the world and what adjustments really need to be made in order to truly resonate with the consumer. So to close out our time, I'm, I'm glad you answered a previous question by digging into like the what went wrong or what were the challenges, right? Because I think that's a core part of the learning process. But I do want to make sure I ask directly. I mean, what have you personally or even Tom's collectively learned in this process? Building one model, revisiting, reassessing, and then now you're kind of on this newer journey. What kind of takeaways or learnings would you share with our listeners today? Yeah, it's something I do get asked quite often and it's something that is is so important to share. That's really why I do like, and I hope more of us get out there and talk about what worked and what didn't and why and how we're evolving because it isn't easy. And if you take the impact piece as seriously as you take the product piece or if you take the purpose piece as seriously as you take the profit piece, then it can feel like doubling your workload, right? Unless you really get to this integrated approach. And so 
the first thing that we knew and wanted to ensure that we kept alive in this evolution is we have to start with authenticity first. The consumer is going to see right through anything that's not authentic to us. And we need to make sure that we are clear about our values and that we're aligned on those values internally. Then the second piece of that is where can we add value? So we thought, oh my gosh, we've been giving shoes, sight and water for 15 years. How are we going to parlay this into something else that we know we can do really well? And how are we going to help the consumer know that we do have credibility in this space? So it was simple things like thinking about, well, when you provide a new pair of well-fitting, activity-appropriate shoes to a child, you boost their confidence. And that makes a big difference in how they show up in school and how they interact with others and really, really makes them feel better. And so we started to look at that and try to connect that to some of the mental health work that we were excited about doing. So really wanted to make sure that we were authentic, that we could add value, that we could bring credibility. And then, of course, building strong partnerships with experts. This is an ecosystem, and I think we all have a role to play. And so I would say that I personally believe the biggest societal issues will get solved in this purpose and profit space. The nonprofits or the community-based organizations have the expertise. They know what's happening on the ground every day. And the companies have the resources. So when we can bring those two things together in a way that really is focused on creating change, that's where I really think big change is going to happen in the world. And we're going to really start solving some of the biggest challenges that our communities face today. That's what makes me so proud to be part of Tom's. That's what makes me so happy that we continue to remain so committed to our mission. And what we've really learned in this transition is we can keep that commitment and we can continue to do more and do it more effectively. Amazing, Emmy. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time out. I appreciate your transparency and just your depth of insight. Like I said, a lot of the brands and retailers we're speaking with, this has become a priority for them, which is very exciting. But, you know, it takes open dialogue, like you said, to kind of share the process that everyone has gone through, the challenges, the missteps, and of course, how everyone is kind of contributing to this greater good. Before I let you go, though, any key takeaways, friendly reminders that you'd like to share with your peers as they go forth on this adventure along with the Tom's brand and others? Yeah, I think it's a reflection of of the answer I just kind of shared, right? That start with your authenticity, understand what your brand's all about, understand what you and your employees care about. Think about where you can add value and lean into that. It's really easy to get distracted with all the things happening in the world. We're trying to respond to all of them is one, not good for business. And two, I think it will sniff of inauthentic to your consumer. And then don't try to be the expert. Partner with those experts and make sure that you're doing your part, which is bringing those resources to life and being a good partner and let them do their part, which is understanding what those communities need. So I'm sort of sharing the advice we've taken for ourselves because I think it's been working out for us quite nicely. Love that. Love that point about partnership. Amy, it has been a real pleasure getting to chat with you. Appreciate you sharing all about your day-to-day, your priorities, and of course, all of the great work Tom's is doing. Thank you again so much for taking the time out to chat with me today. 
I've enjoyed my time. Thanks so much for having me. And to all of you, hope you enjoyed this conversation. We'll be sure to share this episode on social media if you have any follow-up questions for Amy. We'd love to keep this conversation going. It is a very important one. There are also a lot of layers and a lot of nuances to it. So drop us a line on Twitter at our touchpoints or on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. We'll even tag Amy so she's in the loop if there are any specific questions for her. And of course, if you like this episode or have any feedback for us on how we can improve, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, frankly, anywhere else. We are likely there. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. We have new episodes coming to you every week. Very candid conversations like this one, digging into the topics that are extremely top of mind, not just for the industry, but for consumers as well. But for now, that's it from us. Thank you again to Amy and thanks to all of you. We'll see you next time, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.